Welcome to Twisted With Us. In the name of this one again and less unnecessary vulgarity, this is our ongoing examination of Twisted. I'm Santino Frampton. I'm Abraham Zapruder. I am a big, bad voodoo daddy. <laughs> and today we're reviewing Jamie Madrox's 2006 solo album, Fatso, the Earth 2 version. Give me some Earth Twos or something, Aaron. Well, I was I was kind of just saying Fatso because I was just doing the impression of what I do to myself in the mirror when I get too drunk at night. Oh, oh. you, you don't say- you don't take it so far as to be like Fatso. You're like as big as the Earth. You're like Earth, you're Earth Two. two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes it depends on what I'm drinking. Yeah. What's the what leads to that? Uh, usually like Sambuca mixed with, uh, Drano, <laughs> Drano with like some rice wine vinegar. Yeah. Well, that sounds, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good sip in bath, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Kick back on a Friday night. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, we, we, we talked about an album called Fatso on our last episode. And now we're talking about an album called Fatso, the Earth 2 version. So there's a few things that we don't need to do here. Oh, we don't need to talk about what we were doing spring and summer of 2006. We already did that. You want to hear about it? Go listen to the last episode. You know, I we we talked to a bunch of people uh, about our, our episode since it posted. For the most part, everybody agreed with our thoughts. There was nobody that was like, hey, you were wrong. So that was cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone said uh, perfect episode. No notes. Yeah. They're yeah. like, yep, that's good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we enjoyed Appreciate this. It. And that is the last the period. No more yeah. sentence. They were like, mm-hmm. solid opinions. Thanks for sharing. And they logged off the Internet and our comments forever. Yeah. I said, oh, wow, we did it. Okay, yeah, we, we're done. We've completed our goals. Uh, but then somehow we've got another thing to discuss. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do that today. We'll get mm-hmm. to it in a moment. But I just want to include this here, uh, a quick shout out. We had a very special meetup yesterday. Uh, Robbie, you and I got to go hang out with uh, Jeremy Jiggles from Underground Table and also shmeev from juggalo judgment like we had our own little mini gathering a little upc hang yeah where we'll find jeremy aka jiggles aka the homie jiggles and yeah. family yeah and uh yeah we had a nice little cookout there was bees hornets one yeah. i guess only but there, he was there threatening was, there was one but it brought a friend at some point so yeah and uh, yeah, everyone, we ha- we hung out. We had a talk. We had a laugh. We ate some food. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, I, I, I tried salsa with a spoon. How'd it go? It was fine. We <laughs> were talking about changing this show to just testing different types of salsas and calling it salsa with chips. Mm-hmm. Aaron, where you at on this? I mean, that would be, I think, more interesting than what we do. <laughs> <laughs> For who? <laughs> Uh, okay a lot of people i me i I, w- I would like to try salsa i think the audience i don't know it's a tough sell because then you're just going mm, pretty good or uh a little mild for me i don't know if that's good audio content okay listen listeners 
if you make salsa, send it to us. No, I don't. This is dangerous. I don't want that. I'm only just, getting like you know what. Put any safe, sort verified of liquid salsa. that you want to put into a mason jar. <laughs> spill it. Send it to Robbie. Okay. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Robbie, what's that address? Oh eight, no, no, no. Portland, Oregon nine seven two three two. That sounded very convincing. <laughs> I had to think about. It. I had to remember it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Send Robbie mason jars full of anything uh he'll taste them on a new show segment called robbie tastes the stuff you sent with a trip to the er yeah well hopefully it's all salsa i'm just gonna act like anything that is delivered is salsa yeah, whatever and, it is uh, it's, use a tortilla a, chip, a chip is going in. Yeah. yeah yeah so well, if i get like just a jar of piss i'm slurping it down and going eh, not very good salsa yeah the scoopability eh, of piss know. is very low yeah, Not spicy okay. enough. I want a little. I like a little more chunky. <laughs> oh, Listen, if somebody sends you chunky piss, they have a problem, <laughs> not you. Well, yeah, no, I'm not going to take that one personally. By the way, yeah. guys, don't pack it with dry ice or anything. Just seal it up, ship whatever. You know, yeah. don't even like expedite it. Don't pay the extra money. No, no, do it, it cheap. Seven days. If you're low on jars, just pour it in the envelope. It'll get there. <laughs> Just put it in a um, in a bag. Line the envelope yeah. with saran wrap. Pour it in that. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. It'll hold. It'll hold. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll go great. Uh, guys. Yes. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, I just want to say I have a new cup. I always announce oh. we have a new drinking vessel. Do you always? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since you got change. one. Maybe. Yeah, it's been a while though. I don't change too often, but. You're not going to be hearing as many ice noises from me because it has a straw, baby. Oh, are we going to hear some sips, some slurps? <laughs> you tell oh, me. I hated that. <laughs> oh. That's going to be me with my envelopes. That was disgusting. <laughs> just, I just pictured you tipping an envelope up and just pouring it into your mouth. Yeah, that's how it would have to work. And then just... <laughs> I just picture oh, wow. you thumbing through a stack of completely dry mail and then getting the one <laughs> sopping wet envelope and then keeping yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like in a movie where someone comes out from the rain or something like a cartoon and they like slap their breast pocket or something and water splashes out. And yeah. yeah. Fish. That's what the envelope is like. Yeah, um, yes. But in a sea of dry ones. Mailman hates it. Wow. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Fatso, the Earth 2 version, which is the official name of it. It's not called Fatso Earth 2. It's the Earth 2 version. Uh, Now, Robbie, it has been roughly one week in the timeline since the retail version of Fatso was released. What's the twisted history we need to know before we talk about Fatso, the Earth 2 version? Okay, so uh, Fatso Earth 1, I think, came out, what, the, the 19th or so of May? The 16th. Yeah, 16th. the standard okay. continuity version, yes. Yeah, yeah. So then May 22nd of this same very year, 2006, Monoxide gave a little website update about uh, upcoming tour and whatnot and it announced that the uh, freshly titled, newly titled, the fresh gets uh, tossed around in weird ways in this community. So, I mean, it's true. Uh, uh, recently titled uh, Guillotine Tour would be replacing the Mutant tour. Basically, Mutant had been out for a long time, and it felt 
sort of redundant at this point to go on a mutant tour, you know, mm. like a year after it came out. So they changed it to the guillotine tour with different branding and whatnot. And he also in this uh, update announced that Twisted was working on a new album with a new sound and new producer. They were going to be joining forces with Seven, Michael Seven Summers, who was yeah. at this point predominantly uh, known for his work with Tech 9 and Strange Music. He was joining Twisted to go a new direction for them. Uh, and the album would be called Independence Day and would feature a plethora of independent and underground artists. Uh, he said it would probably come out later in the year 2006. Neat concept for an album. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that down the line. But but it was, you know, interesting that this was already knee deep in the, in the pro- project. Yeah. Uh, May 23rd, the Guillotine Tour begins originally intended as the mutant tour we talked about that already um and then may 23rd same day fatso earth 2 officially released at the merch table on that same guillotine tour and that's it all right we're caught yeah, up there that's some history we have some encountered uh seven as a producer uh previously because during you know this this sort of uh mid late 2000s era seven did a bunch of stuff with psychopathic yeah uh, yeah. He, I don't know if he really worked with ICP until Missing Link era. Uh, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. More into the teens. I just remember talking about Seven uh, producing, and that was definitely in that realm. Yes. Yeah. Seven is listed as a contributor to the 2006 Wraith remix albums on the track The Witch. But um, but yeah, and so here's here's where he comes in. I mean, next next couple weeks, whenever cool. we talk about that album. But yeah, yeah. Now, here's something fun, guys. I think this is a podcast first. New cup? (laughs) I just got a new cup in the mail. (laughs) We just addressed that it's, yes, man, approximately one week since in the timeline. Well, yes, man, also one week in our timeline of of consuming this and talking about it. Oh, yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So That's, I, that is a first. This is uh, yeah. I think it's a first, and we're we're matched up. I mean, this is the closest. I think that myself and Eric, this is, we're in new territory for you as well. The closest that we'll ever feel to consuming it as it was meant to be consumed. I I you know I feel like ICP dropped a new album every week this year, and we were kind of like on that track. So that might be close, but yeah, you're, you're yeah. Probably I right guess here. that's true. We, we for were the back pretty ones, close, though. but uh, yeah. yeah, for the back, for the back in the days, back in the days when you were young, and not a kid anymore. But sometimes you sit and wish you were a kid again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say back in the day uh, on the Boulevard of Linden. Oh, I was going to say back in the day, things changed on this side. Remember, they used to throw, but now they blast. Right. Yeah. Try that in a small town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Eric, I'd love to. Yes, <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, <laughs> perfect. We got the history. Let's talk some specifics on Fatso, the Earth 2 version. Let's do it. So Fatso, the Earth 2 version, as Robbie mentioned, released on May 23rd, 2006, the first day of the guillotine tour. Now, this album was not available in stores, only on the tour. But Robbie, was it put on the website for people to purchase? Yeah, I don't know if it was immediately, but I do know there was at some point availability on hatchetgear.com. Okay, that's what I thought. I knew at some point it went up, but I couldn't find anything definitive. Yeah. So... 
unlike the retail version of Fatso, the Earth 2 version is primarily produced by Fritz, or at least that's what the credits show, uh, with additional credits going to the ROC for two songs, Monoxide for one song, and Bar None for one song. I don't know how fully accurate that is because I think Monoxide had such a hand in the original version and a lot of that carries through into this version. But a lot of the things are, you know, obviously remixes or re-records or even I think some of them are just like a, a remaster, like maybe they changed the levels on tracks and stuff like that. But Fritz was far more involved in this version than the other version. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Now, uh, in an interview with Fago Lovers from April 7th of 2006, Jamie Madrox explained why he decided to release two versions of this album. Here's Jamie's quote. We were in the studio recording tracks for Fatso and started talking about touring. And the convo switched to talking about how all the merch guys that work for us always ask us what secret merch means. And we always explain to them that the Juggalos are most likely referring to tour exclusive type shit. And instantly this cartoon light bulb appeared above my head. And I told Paul my idea of doing two versions of this album, one for stores and one for tour exclusive style. I wanted to make them different, so one will feature photo artwork and the other will feature some drawing tactics from me. They will differ musically, too. The store version features two tracks that aren't on the other, and the other has remix, guests, and two exclusive tracks, so collectors like myself will definitely be wanting to add them both to their CD stacks. He's not wrong. Yeah, it gives you, it gives you an idea of uh, where his head was at here, and I'm going to have a lot to say about that later. Same. Big so, same. Right now, I want to do something special. Oh. And earlier, prior to the release of this, I had a chance to catch up with a special guest to talk about Earth 2, not the album, the concept, the DC Comics Earth 2 universe, which is relevant here. And uh, I thought it might be fun to invite my friend Dave from the CDWA podcast. It's a comics podcast, Comic Dudes with Attitudes. We talked about Earth 2. So check out that conversation right now. Welcome to the podcast, Dave. Tell us uh, who you are for the people listening that aren't familiar with who Dave is. Hi, I'm, I'm Dave. Uh, I do a lot of things. I do a, a podcast uh, with one of my friends. It's about comic books and comic book related things. I'm also really into video games and heavy music. I've been in bands, some with Eric uh, for the majority of my life. Still I'm playing in bands today. I live in Texas. I don't know. What else do you want to know? No, that's a pretty good start. We'll talk about some of those things now. We'll give some additional context. Uh, I will say Aaron was going to try to join us tonight, but he got caught late at work. And Robbie uh, is at a show. And I will tell you, this boy goes to more shows than any human I've ever met. He lives in Portland. And like, if something reasonable is coming through, he's going to it. He last year... Uh, on the same night, Scowl and Drug Church and Military Gun and Gel were all playing separate shows in Portland. They didn't combine them. So he literally drove from show to show trying to catch all the bands he could and went to every show in one night. That's incredible. He's a special man. I don't I don't know, Robbie, so I'm going to let that slide. I know Aaron personally, and I'm choosing to take this as a personal insult. You probably should. I, I just talked to him and he said, tell Dave I said I love him. And I said, I will not fucking tell him a thing. I, if he loved me, he'd be here. Fuck him. That's, that's what I'm saying. If he did, he'd be here. So anyway, it's the two of us. And that's that's cool. Uh, but to your point, you and I have known each other since 
we were in high school. Uh, both came up in the hardcore scene, going to shows, playing in bands and stuff like that. And then kind of reconnected as adults. Uh, and we started a band called Hollowed Out, which I've talked about on this show before. We've actually got people that listen to us that are big fans of Hollowed Out, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. But I think as of this year is kind of unofficially defunct you know we're just you know we live across the the country from each other you're doing heat now yeah you know we we did drop the uh death rattle cd which is an anthology and has all of our stuff on it if you want to buy one you can buy one right now from broken tooth records go get yourself one but outside of making music together i think one of the big things that we've bonded over and and done with a lot of our time is uh, we love collecting music and we love collecting comics uh, whether it was like you would come down to visit or we were on tour or something, we were always stopping at record stores and going to comic shops. So we have spent lots of time and money over the years uh, going through back issues and talking about comics and stuff. So that's why when this came up, I immediately was like, well, Dave's the guy I've got to bring on the show. <laughs> I think you got to give video games their due to that's a big part of our our mythos. That, that's true. I haven't just really unreasonable obsession with collecting things and video games is one of them as well yes same i have a very large collection of old games yeah same so comics though yes since um early last year 2022 you and matt have been doing a show called cdwa it didn't start out called that but it is now called that correct question is that an nwa reference so part of me wants to say yes because i think that's really cool and i'm a little disappointed that we didn't actually think of that (laughs) uh unfortunately the real answer is no it's just an acronym that should be an nwa reference nobody has to know it's not well they do now okay great uh where did it come from out of curiosity so when we were uh i forget what the original name of the podcast was but we didn't like it. And the word comic book was like nowhere in the title. So it felt like from a discoverability standpoint, we should probably put the word comic or comic books somewhere in the title of the, the podcast. And we were workshopping names. And, uh, you know, I, I said something like the comic book dudes or something. And then Matt made some snarky comment, as he often does, about my attitude um and then just sort of like we both like we had a light bulb moment and we were like comic dudes with attitudes even though most of the attitude is on my side my assumption is that's how nwa got their name as well (laughs) yeah i mean you're probably not wrong no it's probably something like that yeah i'm sure it is all right well uh for anybody we'll we'll touch on this again at the end but uh for anybody that loves comics and wants to check out your show where can they do it uh, it's literally everywhere. We're on all podcast hosting platforms except for iHeartRadio. It was a pain in the ass to set up the RSS for that, and I just never did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but at Spotify, at, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple, all that stuff. We also record via video. So we also release the episodes on YouTube. So if you want to see what we look like or, you know, once in a while when we're talking about a specific comic, we'll actually, you know, hold up the comic that we're talking about. Uh, and have a little bit of a visual aid from time to time. So if watching podcasts is your thing, you can find us on YouTube as well. Nice. And just look for CDWA or Comic it's, Dudes it's with Attitudes. Comic Dudes with Attitudes. Yeah, comic Dudes with comic Attitudes. Dudes with attitudes yeah. There you go. 
All right. So the reason you're here today is to talk about Earth 2 and to give you some context, which we didn't really talk about this prior. I just said, hey, I need you to come on and talk about Earth 2. We reviewed an album on our last episode. It was from 2006. The album is called Fatso by a rapper named Jamie Madrox, who is also in a group called Twisted. You may have heard of them. They've been around since the 90s. If you're aware of ICP, they were kind of in partnership on psychopathic records and stuff. But this is a solo album. And um, on this episode, we are talking about another album that released a week later. It was only sold at shows during the tour. And this one is called Fatso, the Earth 2 version, which is comprised mostly of basically the same tracks in the same order for the most part. But each track is changed in some way. Some songs include a new verse. Some are remixes. Some include new featured artists. Uh, They've replaced the skits with new ones and things like that. Uh, Jamie Madrox is a huge fan of comics, if you can't tell by his name, and he loves Batman in DC. He's done songs and skits about Batman, twisted dressed as Batman and Robin for shows and photos and stuff. Uh, And because of these things, the Earth 2 connection to me was super obvious. But for people that don't read comics, I think it's possible that the reference might have just gone completely unnoticed. So... Just to establish this up front, you haven't listened to either album. I don't expect you to. That's not what we're here for. You just got all the context you need. But I'd love to talk about DC Comics Earth 2. What is it and when did it first appear in their comics? Do you know? I do. But before we get to that, I think it's interesting that this dude named himself after one of the X-Men but is so heavy into DC. To be fair, he's into both. He, he, he talks a lot of pop culture stuff and comics and nerdy things in his lyrics. So it's both, but he definitely loves DC and Batman. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So to answer your question, the the first appearance of earth two was in flash number 123 in 1961. And initially earth two was created to explain how, Golden Age and Silver Age versions of the same characters could appear in stories together in DC Comics because you had the Golden Age version of the Flash, the Jay Garrick Flash, but they also had Barry Allen, the the Silver Age Flash. So that's the the, the short version is DC needed a quick way to explain how they could have two Flashes and two Green Lanterns and they were different and different people happening in stories at the same time. So for everybody that thinks that the uh, concept of multiverses in comic continuities, or even coming up with a quick way to retcon and explain things, anybody who thinks that's a recent development, you're very wrong because it's been going on for 60 some years. Yes. So uh, Earth 2 evolved over time, though to kind of allow writers an opportunity to explore things that they couldn't in the standard continuity, right? I mean, that's that's how I've always understood it. So yes and no, that's sort of like a, a modern way of using the, the multiverse to the artist's preference. Initially, it really, and this is a theme with DC where there is not a lot of thought and planning put into some of the decisions that they make, (laughs) nor is their thought put into the ramifications of those actions. Okay. Um, Earth 2 was really just a, oh, shoot. How are we going to explain this? Uh, 
let's make a new earth. And part of, and I, this, I don't want to like lead your questions here, but I think the next question that you are ready to ask is really about what happened after that in the eighties. Yeah. Well, because they continued writing about, well, multiple alternate earths. There wasn't only an earth too, but they were creating alternate versions of characters and alternate characters. And then in the eighties, they kind of were like, we need to fix this. We need to like get, get the continuity back in order. Right. Like that was essentially what happened. Yeah. So crisis on infinite earths. I don't want to say it fixed things because it definitely didn't, Um, (laughs) but it did change things. Uh, It's a, it's an extremely convoluted story. Uh, And what happened was uh, the, the TLDR is there was a universal threat by this character called the, uh, the anti-monitor and by way of a bunch of really crazy stuff. Like if you look for a story synopsis on this, it's going to cost you like 15 to 20 mouse wheel scrolls down to read it all. <laughs> There's so much stuff that happens. It just does, It's fucking batshit insane. It doesn't make sense. It's not worth really getting into unless you're like the purest of the pure DC comics fans. And I'm sure that you have some of those that listen to the podcast and they're probably shaking their fist in the air at me like an old man on their front lawn yelling at the kids. <laughs> hey, it happens. I don't know what to tell you. This stuff sucks. It's true. But it did away with the multiverse, essentially putting everything into one earth We've combined everything. We've now got multiples of the the same heroes existing in the same planet. There is no multiverse. There is just this Earth, Earth Prime. Love it or leave it. Okay. And with that, some characters that I think people know and love, like I'm, I'm trying to think Power Girl is one that sort of got brought from Earth 2 into standard continuity during all that, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. I don't, I don't know that for sure. I think like I'm trying to to remember some of that stuff. I, I'm going to be honest. I've never been a big DC reader. I've always been aware of it. I've been sort of like I've had peripheral knowledge because I know people that like it or I'm like at the comic shop buying stuff or seeing stuff in previews. But I don't I don't know it super well personally. Honestly, same. My my real deep fandom with DC is centered around Batman and Green Lantern and some of the some of the bigger characters as well as some really obscure ones like the Doom Patrol and a lot of the DC Vertigo stuff that was happening in like the 90s and the 2000s. So a lot of the crisis stuff predated me, but I know enough about it based on more modern stories, uh, things like Infinite Crisis. Right. Um, that that forced me to do a little bit of research. And honestly, I'll be like I said, that's that 15 to 20 mouse wheel scrolls that kind of stuff really was a turnoff. I would just see that stuff and think to myself, yeah, no fucking way. I don't care that much. So Infinite Crisis was like a sequel event to Crisis on Infinite Earths. And that happened what in the early 2000s? Yeah, it was 2005, 2006. Okay. It ultimately, it undid everything that Crisis on Infinite Earths did. Uh, and that's thanks to the very talented Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns started out in in dc he's he's written for uh other companies he's done creator own stuff the man is one of the greats when it comes to writing superhero or sci-fi comics he he saved green lantern franchise after it had really been put through the blunder post death of superman and uh he was the right guy to put into sort of a steer the ship role at dc around that time after he had done some work with green lantern 
Um, so he was he was the one that spearheaded this. He wrote it, and the, the TLDR in this too is yeah, it it returned the multiverse, and also there were a lot of reboots and continuity changes to established characters. Uh, there's actually a Wikipedia page dedicated to detailing out all of the the little tweaks and changes to characters, like you know bringing Jason Todd back and uh, a few other things that that he did with the Doom Patrol, and there's there's others that. Are, characters that are less interesting but well every 10 to 15 years it seems like dc is doing a hey listen we need to fix everything and well fix is the wrong word uh we need to reboot everything or change things they did it uh not that long what actually now now that i'm thinking it probably was like 10 years ago at this point but the new 52 yeah 12 years 2011 jesus i why does it feel like it was very recent to me I don't because know. we're old and time feels different now <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> uh but we still have the multiverse and earth 2 still exists even mm-hmm. after new 52 yeah earth 2 and all the way up to earth 52 uh that's the new 52 establishes the multiverse of 52 earths oh well there you go it was a full line relaunch all new number one issues uh they launched 52 comics and they reintroduced again for the third time the multiverse. I don't know. I remember it, and I remember being confused by it because I was like, oh, this might be a good time to get into some of these that I've been. And then I was like, you know what? It's new, but it's not new. Like, it, yes. it does. Yeah, these number ones are not number one. But we- some of them were. This was very classically DC. So the, the, the main established characters, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Wonder Woman was a great example. Her comic was numbering in the 600s at this point. Mm-hmm. And they did New 52 and they gave Wonder Woman a new number one. But they were very clear to say, hey, these characters that we're listing here, these are direct continuations of their comics before we did this relaunch, New 52, whatever. But we're also going to launch all these other series. And these are actually relaunches of the characters. And we're totally retelling these stories. So like some characters carried the baggage of the last 60 years with the men of the new 52 and others did not. It it was very much a DC thing to do. So what you're saying is actually interesting when I relate it back to these two albums, because the earth two version, which we're reviewing in this episode before I, I don't want to give anything away, but there are some songs are that are completely different than before. There are some that are slightly different. There's one song that didn't change at all. It's, it's one isolated song that they just kept exactly the same. And then there's one that they completely removed and replaced with another one. And it actually sort of aligns with, with that sort of mentality of like, well, we'll fix the things we want to fix. We'll leave the things we don't. I think it's a good parallel. Perfect. Well, there. Now we know more about Earth 2 and why this album is called the Earth 2 version. One last question for you. Shout out some great comic recommendations what are your favorite things that you're reading right now that people should read that is a tough one uh i just picked up void rivals for those unaware that is the relaunching of the transformers and gi joe comics Ooh. in robert kirkman's skybound universe uh it's called the energon universe idw that publisher was previously doing Transformers and G.I. Joe. They lost the license. Hasbro sold it to Robert Kirkman. I'm very excited about that because he is one of my favorite writers ever. That That's only a couple issues in. There's more stuff coming. There's a Transformers comic coming, a G.I. Joe comic coming. It's going to be good stuff if that's your thing. 
Saga is always at the top of my list of recommendations. You can't go wrong with Saga. Uh, anything in uh, the the Radiant Black Rogue Sun universe uh, from from Kyle Higgins from Image. Um, the it's called the Massive Verse is that imprint. There's six or seven stories, comics, characters, whatever. They kind of rotate minis. Some are ongoing. If you like a really tight, connected superhero universe and don't want to go through constant relaunches at Marvel and DC, I think that's a really good place to go for some interesting superhero stuff with, you know, not familiar characters. I'm also really enjoying Marvel's Ghost Rider. It feels like the 90s Ghost Rider. It's more horror themed. It's just it's everything that I loved about Ghost Rider when I was a kid when they're doing the Midnight Sun stuff. So that's been that's been pretty good, too. Uh, I've also really been enjoying saga since it came back from its hiatus uh the first couple issues i was like where are they headed and then it really started to feel like saga and yep. so i'm i'm fully back on board um still reading uh something is killing the children i still think it's one of the best new books of the past few years and as far as marvel goes i'm reading very little marvel uh, i try I'm tr- i was trying to read the edge of spider-verse stuff but it's like impossible yeah it's just uh, i don't want to say it's bad but i'm like oh, it's, what? it's bad though okay yeah most, no it is most of what marvel is doing right now is bad yeah um i'm reading i'm still reading spider gwen which has had its extreme ups and downs since its heyday and uh silk as well yeah i wanted to pick up that silk miniseries that just started but yeah I, I there's so much stuff with with Marvel and DC digital comics are so accessible via their unlimited apps. That's where I read all of their stuff now. I'm not really buying any of that stuff in paper. Uh, DC now with with the Infinite Ultra app, it's a 30 day lag from release to digital reading via the unlimited version of that app. And Marvel's at three months, probably will be at one month soon just to, to be mm. in parity with DC. So I don't need to buy that stuff anymore. Oh, you know what book, a new book that I'm actually really stoked on is World Tree. Uh, I don't know if you've read it or if you're aware of it. I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Uh, yeah, the first the first three issues have been really interesting. Um, it, it Well, obviously, it's Tinian also writes Something is Killing the Children, and there are definitely tonal similarities there. So I think maybe that's part of what I like about it, but very cool. I'm stoked to see where that one's going to head. I got one last recommendation that reminded me of something else. Yeah. Um, there's a, a comic called Local Man that Image is publishing. The The general story synopsis is this this dude was a, a superhero. He was part of a team. And it's very much like he's been a superhero for a long time. He's a little older now. He's been kicked off of the team. We don't know why. He goes back to his hometown. And uh, everyone just fucking hates this guy. Like he's sitting on a bench. Uh, trying to hitchhike back to town and this uh, a pickup truck stops and backs up and the guy goes hey aren't you and he says a superhero name and he goes yeah yeah that's me thinking the guy's gonna give him a ride and then uh <laughs> the the dude just gives him the finger calls him an asshole and drives away oh. uh it's a it's a really interesting take on you know s- superhero stuff like rooted in the real world like what happens when you lose your job as a superhero but it's against this backdrop of like very 90s image team superhero comics type of stuff oh that's cool um so there's some throwback nostalgia vibes to that that i'm really enjoying too yeah that that early 90s image stuff uh that i think that's the thing that really truly pulled me into buying and liking comics so that's cool that's awesome i i actually started collecting all that stuff again 
Nice. I am hunting down all of it. I just, uh, I watched a whole YouTube sort of like mini documentary about how image was creating this shared universe and it just didn't work and how it all sort of fell apart and they tried to explain (laughs) it. Uh, it was, it was cool. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for joining and talking about comics and about Earth 2 today. Where can people check out the music that you're working on? Uh, remind us where they can listen to or watch Comic Dudes with Attitudes. So for the podcast, it's all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc. And on YouTube for the video version. Uh, for my hardcore band, Heat, we are hard to search. Surprise, the word heat is not very specific when you're searching. <laughs> yeah. uh, we just released a, a new three song EP in uh, the end of June called Distorted Reality. So if you just search heat distorted reality, you should be able to find that on every streaming service as well as on YouTube, uh, YouTube music, whatever. It, it's all over the place. Um, so that's probably the easiest way to find us also on Bandcamp. Um, or if you're really having trouble, you can search heat 817 and you'll probably get linked to us eventually. Or you can just go to our Instagram, heat underscore 817, and uh, there's a, a link tree there that'll get you to all our music. Nice. Anything else you want to plug while you're here? No, man. I appreciate you just letting me come on and talk comics for a little bit and letting me plug my silly little creative endeavors. It's uh, It's been fun chatting. Yeah. Too bad Aaron wasn't here. Um, you know, it is what it is. We'll forgive Robbie, but yeah, Aaron oh yeah. Robbie was unforgivable from the, from the drop. Yeah. All right. Back to the episode. All right. So there you go. There there's the info. But as I've been doing, I've got a little bit of here's for your context so that you can go back to what else was going on in the world at the point that this released. I know it's only been a week, but the world changed in that week because this album released and this tour started on the same day that Angels and Airwaves released Don't Need to Whisper and the Dixie Chicks released Taking the Long Way. Okay. Two albums that have had a profound impact on my life personally. Is that true? No. Oh, I I think I might own them both currently. On really? A compact disc? Yeah. That, that's interesting. Yeah. Like as a double disc set? Yeah, they, 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 it was a weird package deal they were doing that day. Oh, that's cool. It's strange. This, this album and tour also started slash came out uh, the same week that X-Men The Last Stand released in theaters. Okay. And... It started and the album came out the same day as Jaws Unleashed, Monster Hunter Freedom, and Rockstar Games Presents Table Tennis came out. Jaws Unleashed, like the shark Jaws? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a PS2 hot shit game. Oh, huh. he was finally let go from his shackles and unleashed. Right, exactly. Uh, you play as Jaws in it. Whoa, I got to yeah. pick this thing up. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Freedom, also uh, for the PSP. So I remember that one being being popular. And then, of course, probably the most popular game ever released by Rockstar and the ones that fans like whenever Rockstar starts teasing an announcement, they're like, fingers crossed, please let this be table tennis, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear about it almost daily. Yeah. Uh, just talking to people. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that. uh Jamie and Paul had a 360 in the back of the bus and they were just fucking table tennising it up the whole tour. I would love to know that. I would also love to know that. I own this game. I have it downstairs right now. Do you want to play it? Right now? Yeah, let's play. All right, yeah. Episode paused. China versus USA. Best of three games. 11 points to win. China to serve. 
One serving zero. Haley down by two. Oh wow, good game, guys. Hey, uh, that GG, was so GG. Fun. Really uh, tennis it up. Yeah, it's weird that they have a mod where you can have the player put the tennis racket up their asshole when they lose. Well, that's the unlucky Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> it's table tennis. It's, you don't use a racket. <laughs> hey, but I had a racket. Oh, well, maybe you were playing a different game. Uh, uh, a racket of a good time, guys. We got to talk about this album cover. Uh, well, we got to talk about this album, but let's start with the cover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fatso, the Earth 2 version. We have what looks to be some sort of uh, werewolf man. <laughs> uh, Jamie is a werewolf drawing, reaching out towards you with a Coke nail. Have, did you know? Does anybody else notice that this one has a Coke nail? I noticed that every picture of Jamie ever has a Coke nail. Well, I don't know if you guys remember our review of... It's for picking noses. Yeah, those are pickers. Ah. They don't do Coke. They pick noses. That's okay. But then if you, if you, uh, if you scroll to the back of the CD, he is picking his nose so hard <laughs> to the point where his finger is coming out the back of his skull. But uh, That's a garbage pail kids thing. No picking nail on that finger was is that a random nail i mean that looks like it's not the right finger for that so maybe that's why he effed up and put it right through the top of his old skull i love this garbage pail kids uh type that i like i would wear this as a shirt i think okay no doubt so speaking of the, the front and the back cover that we've looked at so far uh i mean we were pretty harsh last week on the cover of the earth one edition yeah this is way better. Like, I like these drawings a lot. I do, yeah, I like them. So uh, just speaking purely of the cover. Yeah, and yeah. Not the rest of it. Uh, well, yeah, speaking of the rest of it as well, I think it's very cool that they put more effort into this. Like, it feels more themed. It feels, you know, cool that they, they took the time to do illustrations. Uh, but like, just looking at the cover... I'm not personally a huge fan of the way it looks because it's kind of ugly, partially by design, but partially just because of the colors, layout and font choices that they made. Uh, but I do think across the board, I think this is better than the standard version. I prefer it. I think it's cool. And he was doing the kind of choke hand in the first one with the swirl behind him with all the ugly yeah. text over and that's it. still here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a, a much more stylized cool yeah. version of that. Cleaner, but it just looks like stylized. he's getting flushed down a toilet now. Which I love. I love flushing yeah. gas down toilets. Especially because the toilet is all yellow and brown swirly, which means That's I also what I'm saying. get in there before I shove them in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, no, reaching out. But also his tongue is out because he wants to taste some of the piss and shit on his way down. I mean, listen, if you're going down, you might as well. Yeah. Get, get yourself a taste. <laughs> listen, it, sh if we're going down, sugar, we're going down tasting. Listen, yeah. Oh, I tell you. Yeah. I sent a couple photos to you. So discogs.com, where we usually yeah. get this art, did not feature the entirety of it. So I sent a couple uh, photographs of my personal copy. Did you guys get a chance to kind of peek at those? I did peek at those. There's more cool art. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm saying this is actually cool, because the entire booklet has uh, themed art and stuff. And I, 
I think to me, when I look at it, the cover is probably layout and design wise, the, the weakest of all the art. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I get why that's the cover and I get why it it's meant to look like the retail version. Uh, but I think some of these other ones are actually pretty cool images. I, I, yeah. I like, I think out of all the images, like in the book, on the covers, I, the back the cover, I like the least. Yeah, that's what I think, too, uh, because there, yeah, inside the booklets, there are some really cool things in here. I love the fast food worker with uh, just a nice, warm smile, greeting you ready to take your order. Almost looks like a grimace. Yeah, almost looks grimace. with It looks grimace with tits. Yeah, yeah. It's giving Grimace it's, with tits. It's giving Grimace with tits. And if there's one thing that I was complaining about as far as, like, regular Grimace goes, flat-chested. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like every. I, I think Jamie's got a really cool illustration style, and I think uh, I see, you see it often just in a black and white, you know, sketch, but seeing it inked is really cool. I think uh, like even even if the cover is maybe the weakest of all the drawings in here, I still think it's cool. Like, I think everything on here is. Yeah, this is if I went to the show and picked this up sight unseen and just said, I got to get that other version. I'm a collector. I would be fucking floor to open this up and poke through it. I would be delighted by this. Yeah. 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 Uh, It definitely it kind of feels flipped around like this is the fully thought out and and created and designed one. And then the other one is a little more like the throw something together for tour. Yeah. This does not feel like a thrown together for tour package. No. I mean, last week you literally said that it looked like a bootleg, the other version. Yes. And this looks like a fully conceptualized thing. No, this does not look bootlegged at all. No. Yeah. So kudos. Kudos. Y'all, let's talk track by track. Yeah. All right. So we have 14 tracks on the Earth 2 version. A lot of which are just remixes of tracks we've already talked about last week, but we got some new stuff peppered in here and there. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, Starting with track one, Hey Fatty, the Junkyard Gang remix, Mike Mix. Eric, what are your thoughts? I want to start my thoughts with a question. There are multiple things that say Mike Mix. Do you know what that means, Robbie? No, um, like there's the others. There's all, let me see. I'm looking through here because it's not like Mike Clark. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not Mike Clark. And I don't know. I was like microphone. Like I, does Mike mix mean lyrics changed on that? Could be because um, there are some songs with different lyrics. Uh, it could be like a different. I don't know, like a different uh, mic was used or like they maybe they they did some remixing of the actual vocal tracks or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. it's, it's definitely not just ones with different lyrics because there are other ones that have like features and stuff that don't have mic mix. But OK, so we don't necessarily know. But it's interesting to me that this one is it's got a name for the remix, the Junkyard Gang remix. And then it's like slash also Mike Mix. And I'm like, there has to be a significance to that. Yeah, it might be, you know, somebody who was involved or something that you said. But anyway, I think this track is a true Earth 2 version of the song because it's very much like a alternate reality version of it. Right. It's a it's a completely different track built on the bones of the original. This is new 
lyrics and vocals throughout. Uh, I think I actually like the lyrics more on this version than the other one, but I think I like the music more on the other one. So interesting to hear this. I I would love to hear the put the two pieces that I like together even even more. Uh, but yeah, interesting, interesting. I I I was not expecting this to be what it was. I just thought it was going to be pure remixes, not like, hey, let me record new vocals for it. So that's pretty neat. Robbie, what do you think of it? Yeah, uh, I fully, I mean, basically everything you said, I got to just say it again. I think the beat on the original is better to me, but I like these lyrics better. I like, you know, yeah. smoking a bong with Grimace. I mean, tell me something more fun. I don't know. Grimace with Pits. <laughs> yeah, if, if that Grimace we were smoking a bong with had a rack. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in this world, of course. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think the, and this will, I think this is going to come up a couple times, but I think it seems like more care and craftsmanship and thought was put into the lyrics of the remix, which is interesting. I think so too. And, but I do think the, the beat is better on the original, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think this beat is bad. It kind of screams remix beat to me, but outside of that, I think this is a fun little, fun little number. You know, I, I got no real super complaints. Uh, Aaron, complain to me if you do. I like how you said this sounds like a very remixy beat because that's actually one of my first notes is, wow, this beat sounds like it was specifically made to be a remix of something else. Yeah. And what do you mean by saying I know what you mean, but can you describe that that sound, that feel? I don't know. It feels more like whimsical in a way, I guess, because it's not. It feels like the beat knows that there's already an original version of this song. So it's like, ah, well, let's do this. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like it organically fits there. Right. Even if it does timing wise, it definitely feels like, oh, this was added after. Yes. The fact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it has kind of the yeah. stink of, of new music put over old lyrics, which is interesting because it's not the because case. it's not the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I, I was delighted when I first got into the song to realize that I'm not just going to be listening to an album of things that I already had opinions about, uh, just with new beats over them. We got new verses in here, smoking a bong with grimace, fun stuff. You know, I, I hope that I, you know what? I hope none of that grimace shake was in that bong or else, uh, people would be having some real trouble. Am I right guys? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. No. Um, topical <laughs> even back in 2006, uh, it feels like Jamie just knew we were going to be talking about this during a Grimace birthday celebration. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything uh, real negative to say. I mean, other than I, I like the beat of the original better. And I agree with y'all. I think it would be fun to hear this version of the lyrics and flows over that beat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm I think also. So I, uh, okay. One complaint. I wish they would have changed up the hook a little bit, because uh, I, I wasn't a fan of the original one. I still, I think it's kind of lazy. But yeah, I do. I do think it's I, fun. I, I, I like. I like the hook on that one. I think it, it works. I, I'm just gonna put something out there for 2023. Try a grimace shake in a small town. Hey. <laughs> I, lots of people did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that way to put two uh, popular news and social media topics together i'm I'm proud of you i appreciate it t-shirts coming soon let's move on to track two this one's called get em. now it's either world wind or world wind remix now 
normally I'd think it's World Wind, but being as this is the Earth 2 version and that is a DC thing, one of Superman's powers is to be able to fly backward around the Earth to turn oh. back time, which wouldn't work. So I think this might be a World Wind remix. Could be. But I don't know for sure. Robbie, what do you think? My guess in a polite and not intentionally insulting way. I was wondering if maybe Jamie did not know the term whirlwind was spelled how it is. Mm. Uh, and maybe thought it was, uh, oh, it put me through a whirlwind or you know, of emotions. Maybe. I also thought maybe it was a typo and I was supposed to say worldwide mix. Mm. Could be. Could be. You think this but, is uh, a pit bull mix? Yeah. Mr. Worldwide. This is a pit bull mix of get them. <laughs> Let's see. I think so. Here, here's but here's my thoughts on the song. All right, I I like parts of it. I think the verse, the effects, and the way this is kind of murky and muddy, takes me back to some of the stuff on even like the For the Fam EP with a little with a little pinch of Mirror Mirror in there, uh, which I like on the verses. I don't think it works at all for the chorus. I think it sounds strange. Because it, it kind of the, the the chorus is very bright and very sing songy, and I think having that through a layer of kind of murky spookiness or whatever sounds strange. Uh, but but I think the verses sound cool. And um, my last note was just tonally, this makes no sense for this song. Uh, so like I think a cool experiment, but this this feels like a straight up just remix, which I'm not a huge remix guy. But uh, yeah. But but I think elements of it are cool. I think the verses sound good. Uh, Aaron, talk to me about the Getem Whirlwind mix or wind or any number of things. Mr. Whirlwind. Yeah, I don't I feel like this was a version of this song that they could have like said, oh, it would be cool to experiment putting, you know, this weird beat. But and it just. It didn't work. I think it lent itself well. You're right, Robbie, to uh, the chorus. But the hook is so like opposite that vibe that it just it does not work whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this version at all. I think that the original version is the optimum version. All right, Eric. Yeah, I I you know, I, I don't know how to feel about this. There are some extreme like reverb and echo effects on the vocals. And even the music feels a little bit like, you know, we're in a tunnel or something. It's just got this very big chamber sort of sound, like maybe they're on top of a mountain yelling down to me or something. But because of the effects and the somewhat like industrial inspired beat, this version of the track gives me some freak show vibes. Like I could see that. It could have been an outtake from Freak Show, just the sound of it. I don't know if I love what they did, but I definitely think it makes the song stand out against anything that would be on Fatso. It's very different sounding. I don't know if that's for the better, but it has more character. So considering I didn't think Get em had a lot of character, this has some. So uh, they did a thing I don't love, but I think they might have given the song a little more personality. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this one. I agree, though. I think it's it's more interesting than the other version, but I don't like one more round, you know, like, OK, you yeah. did something Gives now. Get maybe another, a third try. And, and yeah, a third yeah. pass might be the one. Yeah, because we're getting closer. I, I I think if I had to choose one over the other, I'd probably take this one. 
I'm torn. I, I just, this one just, it wasn't in, I mean, and it's not like I loved the other version. It's just this one, I just, it's not enjoyable to my ears mm. to the point where I couldn't yeah, I mean, even like. I, kind of the same. I couldn't. I did enjoy this uh, in my ears a little bit more, but the chorus, I think, tonally sounds strange, but, you know, it's a. Yeah, I could go, I could go either way. Yeah. Well, how about you can go to hell? Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I, sorry, that's I read that wrong. My notes are a little bit uh, shuffled. I uh, meant let's go to the next track. There okay. It's called it's called What's Wrong, Bat, and it's a skit. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think about What's Wrong, Bat? Uh, yeah, Batman skit. It's cartoony. It's fun. It's Earth Two ish. You know, it fits in theme with that, and uh, knowing how much. Jamie is a Batman fan. This is pretty cool. You know, is it a little long? Maybe, but I don't mind it. I like this way better than the either of the skits that we got on the wide release version. Eric, what were your thoughts? I thought about this one a lot, trying to make sense of what was happening. And I have come to the conclusion that this is a dream where Jamie is dreaming that he's Batman. And they're like, you don't have a shirt on. And he's like, I don't have a shirt on. And they're like doing stuff. And then he's like yelling, somebody's kicking me in the balls. It's like so all over the place and weird. But the only sense I can make of it is he's having a Batman dream. And he he's, he's having also the like, you know, I'm at school and I can't find my locker and I don't have any clothes on kind of dream mixed together. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, this is weird, but I'll take it over the skits on the regular fatso. I think maybe Robbie, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, it's, I am going to agree. It's weird and overlong. And then they, at the end, they just say balls a lot of times, which, um, yeah, I'm not a huge balls a lot of times guy, but, uh, but you know, overall I do think this is okay. So the restaurant skit equal, this is equal to better. The, the, the prosties thing, this is miles better. I take this any day. Yes. So, so on that level, I'd say, hey, uh, kudos. And it's, you know, it's Batman. We got, you know, Jamie's a Batman guy. So it makes sense. Overall, I get it. It seems, it kind of reminds me a little too much of the end of I uh, Wanna Be from Freak Show, where there's just a lot of yes. horsing yes. around and Batman talk. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I think it's a skit. Great. Well, don't freak out, but we need to move on to the next track. Okay. I accept. Track four, Freak Out. This one's spelled F-R-E-E-K. Mm. Eric, what are your thoughts on Freak Out? Yeah, so that's one of the big differences is that they they changed the name of spelling from F-R-E-A-K to F-R-E-E-K. And they cut off the spoken intro and it just goes right into the song. As far as I can tell... The rest of the song, both musically and lyrically, is the same except for the end because the music draws out longer and trails off and we get the sound of a car trying to start followed by the sound of cars from the Jetsons. Mm. You wouldn't think that those changes would make a significant difference, but it definitely makes me enjoy this version better not to have the spoken intro in there for, for real. I think that helps the song for me. Uh, normally I would want that, you know, thing in there, but taking it off helps it. I don't know. The, the thing at the end with the Jetsons cars does not go into the next song in any meaningful way. It's just a random thing that's there. So it's kind of funny, but 
yeah, I still I don't love this song any more than before, but I find it more palatable in this format. Robbie, what do you think? Yeah, big agree on that. Uh, it does seem to be basically exactly the same, except the thing that we spent so much time talking about last time, the uh, you ever whatever pants or having a the pants pants yeah. or whatnot. Yeah, all gone. Uh, all the worst parts of this are taken out, which I think is great. And all the rest of it is left in, which I think is fine. So uh, immediate upgrade, but still just a fine song. I'm I'm glad we didn't lose, uh, you know, the guys jerking off in cars for hours. I think that was what held the song together for me. I'm glad it's still there. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, Aaron, any any freak out thoughts? Yeah, uh, they keep on freaking me out. But I think what's freaking me out in a good way. Mm. is uh yeah not having that stupid talking up front just get into the the bullshit you know what i mean let's just hop right in now i think this beat is slightly weaker than the other one but like not having all the bullshit up top lends itself better to this beat because you can just get in and get right to the point so the beat's the same it didn't change this beat's the same yeah, it's it, it's exactly it's the same. It's exactly song. the same. I okay. Yeah. Listen, I didn't go back to listen because I fucking did not like the last album, and I refuse to listen to it again. <laughs> that's fair. I had no clue that this. Okay, beats the same. If that's the case, then I I like the fact that there's not shit up top. Thanks. I'll tell you why. You know, it's not just that I didn't like what was at the top. I think that. Jamie talking about gross, nasty, sexual things at the top, really leading into that first verse that's about just gross, nasty stuff, kind of established the song thematically as being this. And then when you go to verses two and three and they're about completely unrelated things, it feels disjointed. When you take all that establishing stuff out the top and the song just does what it does, it feels a little less disjointed because it doesn't feel like they hard branded it as a song about this at the beginning. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's super. It can be about three things. It doesn't give you that expectation. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Full agree. Cool. All right, let's move on to track five. This one's called This Bitch Mike Mix featuring Monoxide and Violent J. Now, Aaron and I talked about a, an album called Featuring Freshness on episode 35 that also features this song. If you want to hear us talk about Forgotten Freshness, go back and listen to that. I can't believe it was that many episodes ago. Yeah, that's nuts. But, Robbie, what do you think of This Bitch Mike Mix? Uh, to me, to me, this is the version. Uh, this is the song, you know, I mean, like, I think Jay is fun on here. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Jamie's got a different verse. I, I do think now that we're looking at this, I think Mike Mix is different Jamie verses or something. Because mm-hmm. now this one, he's also got a whole different thing. We've got no Prosty skit, which I think is immediately an upgrade. They, I know that they weren't the same track, but uh, they yeah. kind of went into each other. I love the the uh, Pokemon Pikachu line Jay's got. Uh, I think that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, Jamie's third verse I think is better than either of his verses on the original track. So overall, I think this is just a pure upgrade. Just one hundred percent. This is the better song in my opinion. Uh, Aaron, uh, talk to me about this bitch. Yeah. So forgive me if I'm wrong, but this one sped up a little bit too. Might be. I, I really believe it is. And I think that the beat works. This beat works way better with it. 
Uh, the hook feels more groovy. You're right. The new additions from uh, Jamie plus, you know, hearing Violent J up top uh, on the, the first verse, like this is the better version of the song. I agree. I, I I actually like during the hook on this version, I will actually like like sit there and bob my head because it just it sounds way better with this beat and sped up a little bit and with a little bit. It feels like it has a little bit more pep in its step. You know what I mean? And I think sorry to jump into your thoughts. No, no, no. Uh, but I think like we talked about with freak out and I think taking away the skit element of it takes out some of the unnecessary vulgarity that I think like coming out of that, 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 that prosties thing, I think it just put a bad taste in my mouth for like a sex song. And it it just, yeah, Yeah, that's very true. I I think that, uh, I, I didn't, I guess we didn't realize it at the time, but having that prosty sketch and then going right into this, like that, that did that song no favors. Yeah, it gave it a darker tone to me, or like a meaner, yeah. spirited tone. And now I'm just having fun, vibing. Well, and then I'll just to add on to that, going into my thoughts. The other thing that happens here is starting the song off with Violent J's verse adds much needed humor to this track. That's actually one of my like notes here is this version is better because Jay's inclusion, which really almost every line of his verse is clever and funny adds the element that this needed to be a fun song versus a crude or sort of bad vibe song. Totally. Yeah. He kind of set the tone. Yes. Yeah. So I think this is, I mean, Paul's verse is the same. Jamie's verse is different than either of his original verses. But yeah, I, I think this is easily the version of the song. This is this is the superior version. Now, this is a very interesting psychological study as well here, because I did go back and listen to things side by side because I wanted to know what was different. Some of them, it's not obvious. But Aaron is saying it's a different beat and it's sped up. It's not. It's the same song. Mm. But. I just I wonder if the reason that on some of these uh, Aaron is perceiving uh, changes that make them more appealing being not about changes made to the song itself, but some of the like we took away that spoken intro, we took away that thing, we took away a skit, we added in a verse that makes this more upbeat and humorous. And if those things change how you feel listening to the song and and gives you a different perception of things, I think there might be some reality to that. This one, like it, it was like immediate though. As soon as it came in, I was like, this is sped up from. Listen to them, do it. <sighs> okay, listen I'm going to listen to them side by side, I guess, but. Yeah, do it right now, right now. The Earth One version. The Earth Two version. Yeah, that's the dang same. Yep, exactly the same. All right, I give up on this. If y'all say it's the same, then it's the same. <laughs> okay. Now it it like right off the bat sounded quicker than i don't know but i think it is like 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 eric's talking about it like with we're having a better time with it it feels faster and more more vibrant there's less things interrupting the vibe yeah 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 so yeah okay anyway those were my thoughts i i this is one that is an easy superior track over the retail version totally well, let's see if we, that, that trend continues. Uh, this one is the, this next track, track six, I'm going to call it. 
uh, right after five there, right before seven. Sure. Big Guns, the BKI mic mix featuring Blaze. For those who do not know, BKI stands for Big Kids Incorporated, which I don't think was ever supposed to be like a group group, but it was sort of a a Jamie and Blaze, uh, what they called themselves as like a little crew. But uh, but yeah, Aaron, tell me about the BKI MIC MIX of Big Guns. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E, baby. Yeah, Big Guns. This beat does not overpower the... Fl- and I'm going out on a limb here saying that this beat is different. It's uh, it's pretty much the same beat. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Do, are y'all starting to understand how much I had a horrible time listening to last <laughs> week's episode and how much I immediately purged it from my fucking brain? I'm here. Maybe. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. This beat, it just feels like it doesn't overpower the flows as much as it did on the original version. That being said, still don't like the hook too much. Blaze is cool. This one still doesn't do it for me. You know, BKI, uh, BK by. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say when I drive by Burger King and I know I'm not stopping. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Yeah, Eric, what are your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, my notes are literally, this is what I've written down. The music is mostly the same as the original, but they cut off the sample at the beginning, which is another time where they were like, hey, let's just take that extra stuff out. Different lyrics in the verses, though, from what I can tell. Yeah. Uh, Lyrics for both of these albums are not on Genius. The, The standard version is, a lot of them are wrong. And for the most part, the Earth 2 version does not have lyrics on Genius. Uh, so I just kind of had to listen. I don't like this more or less than the original, to be honest, kind of equal. Uh, but I wonder if maybe in the mix or updating the vocals, maybe they brought them up a little more forward. So maybe, Aaron, you're perceiving that. That's probably the case. Yeah. I don't, Robbie, what do you think? Uh, my first note here just says, this is so much better. I, I, I think the first one, the original Big Guns, I thought was fine, but like it was unimpressive. This one I'm a much bigger fan of. I think Blaze is a great addition here. I think the lyrics are stronger. It seems like like the, I would say this still doesn't have like gallons of substance, but it seems to be more on a theme than the previous version. And I think that's true for a lot of the new verses on this, these songs. I, I don't I don't know. And, you know, we'll get into it towards the end here. But but I feel like Jamie's talking about he's being outside selling mixtapes to people, you know, outside of shows. And, and you know, he's been doing this for a long time. Like, it, it seems like there's more life in it in what he's talking about. And like he cares more about what he's talking about than the previous one. And I don't know if that's just I don't know. It's I don't want to say too much without getting into overall thoughts. But like, it seems like he wrote some verses about stuff and some verses not about stuff. And it's interesting to see how he put them into the different versions of the album. I'll just say that for now, but this one seems to be kind of about stuff and I, I I'm fucking on board with that. I like songs about stuff. So yeah, I think BKI gets uh, the, the thumbs up in my opinion. I think this is the superior big guns. We had, we had one thumbs up, one thumbs down and one indifferent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Every possible thumb. Well, shall we keep on going? Yeah, please. Track seven, keep on. The Boombox remix featuring the ROC. Eric, thoughts? So again, exactly the same music. Uh, Nothing has changed here. 
I'm lying. It's not. I just wanted to see if Aaron was oh. going to react to that. So, no, th- this one is, uh, you know, we've got some differences in this track. Musically, I think I prefer the original version. And even that, I wasn't a big fan of the music on it. Uh, but I really dislike the music on this version personally. However, having the ROC in here helps the song so much. Like, he really comes in and and is having fun and giving it some energy just the very existence of this feature gives the track personality and a reason to exist that I don't think the original one had. And I, I kind of wish they would have just taken the original song and had the ROC in it and, and made it uh, that be the standard version. So there's things I do and don't like about this, but overall, I think this one's better because that feature gives the song purpose. But Robbie, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I'm kind of this is the one that I had the maybe the most mixed feelings about overall because it is like immediately you so you go ROC feature. I'm like, yeah, um, I'm on board with that. But I think it sounds really messy and busy as a song mm-hmm. overall. I think the the beat is weird and and again, third pass. <laughs> We're getting closer. Uh, <laughs> yes. One yes. more little couple more tweaks. But overall, um I don't know if I like this one better or worse than the original. I, I like, like I said, I like having the ROC on here, but something about it just hits my ear strange in a way that I don't quite love. But hey, you know, fuck me. Aaron, where where, where do you land on this one? Uh, I think that the ROC does a phenomenal job. Clearly makes this one the superior version. That being said, I went back and so I didn't go back and re-listen to the other, all these other fucking songs. I did go back and review my notes, though, so I could remember what my general feelings were uh, while listening last couple weeks ago. This one, I like the beat less, but the ROC makes it so much better. It actually makes it an interesting song tonally. Yeah. Yeah. Just something to break it up. Yeah. Add a little interest. All right, let's move on to track eight. I think all of our favorite track on the original version was uh, Sour Patch Bitches. <laughs> now we get to talk about it again, but this is the sweet and sour mix featuring Blaze. Robbie, tell us about it. Uh, okay, so yeah, my notes on this one are pretty brief. I just said the P and penis, still the only part of this song I like. And then my second note is just, this is still just the same bad song. I just don't like this song at all. I, I do like that. I like the, the, the P and penis makes me laugh. I think it's clever. Uh, and I don't like literally anything else, except I do like the tone of Blaze's voice. He's kind of doing the old grimy yelling Blaze. And I do like that. I don't like anything he's saying. So this is still a, a, a big old pass for me, but but it still exists. Uh, Aaron, talk to me about Sour Patch Bitches, Sweet and Sour Mix. Featuring Blaze. Exists, it does. I'll read you my notes. Yawn, boring. This hook still sucks. I hate that there's two of these. <laughs> yeah. Those those are my notes. Uh, yeah, no, this one does nothing. If I had to pick something out to say, yeah, this is a redeeming quality about this song. Yeah, Blaze being there, you know, that's that's fun. Sure. Other than that, not really anything. This does nothing for me. Eric. Yeah, my notes say, hey, they managed to make me like this song even less. (laughs) Uh, Because 
musically, he, this this really doesn't do much for me. It's a more sparse and uh, empty beat. So really what this does is it puts those lyrics that I didn't like in the first place more front and center. I don't know. You can make them out better. And it, it just I'm like, ugh, I do not like this song. And I, I like this version less than the other version. Yeah. To that point, I, I was I gave this whole thing another listen this morning while I was, you know, getting ready for the pod. Did some made some coffee, did a couple dishes, you know, stuff like that and had like more of a visceral reaction to not liking this one than I remember before. So I think <laughs> the, the, the difference of the beat do, do make the bad lyrics really pop. But yeah, you know what else pops? Track nine paid commercial break skit. Aaron, what do you think of this one? Here we are, nine tracks in, at a point where it would make sense to have another skit break. Great job. That being said, this skit worked on me because when I first listened to this album, which was on, fuck what, Thursday? I went and got barbecue for lunch. Uh, <laughs> double grease, double dip pork chop sandwich for two ninety nine is an insane deal. I want to know where this restaurant is because even back in two thousand six, I feel like that is cheap. Very cheap. But yeah, no, I, it made me want barbecue. Uh, it happened. I did get barbecue. I did. I paid far more than two ninety nine for it, but. It was delicious. I think that this is fun. It gets a little muddled and hard to understand at times as he's grunting through uh, the advertisement, but I'm not mad at it. I thought it was pretty cool and it decided my lunch for a day. Eric, what are your thoughts? I thought this was weird uh, because it sounds like an inspirational political campaign ad mixed with a superhero theme song mixed with a local barbecue restaurant commercial. The tone of it is just strange, but it it's kind of funny, like it kind of works for that reason. And I think they're aware of what the dynamic is, uh, even if it's sort of convoluted and strange. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I have strong thoughts about this. It's definitely the kind of thing that like is is sort of quotable. You know, if you listen to this album a lot, you know, you and your friends would joke and, you know, repeat some of that stuff. But yeah. I, I'll take this over the skits on the other version, I think. I think? I think. Robbie, what do you think? <laughs> I think. Uh, I think you're right. Um, and uh, I'm having to, like, do some real deep thinking about whether or not I was so assaulted by the original skits so that I, like, kind of like these ones. Or if they are a little bit better, it just, I don't know. It's hard to say. This one is a real mess. Uh, there's so much going on and it goes on for 100 years, but it is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, like, like I, I don't, I don't hate it nearly as much as any of the other ones. So I'm going thumb sideways on this, although I would love to have had that same experience and, and, and go pick up some barbecue after, after listening to it. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I like both this and the what's wrong bat sketches mm -hmm. because they feel uniquely Jamie and they also feel like they fit onto an album called Fatso that yes. is about Jamie. Yes. In a way that the Prosties one, here's what we got, didn't feel like it fit. And the Jed one came close to feeling like it does, but not quite. I think both of these are probably the skits that feel more like they belong on this album. 
you could put the Jed one on too if you want. I don't care, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. It just it, they feel more on brand. Yeah, or take this one, take this one, put it earlier, and then near the end of the album, put the Jed one. Except re he works at that it. restaurant. Yes, 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 yes. yes. The, okay, now we've got a theme. Listen, we told you guys last week that we are out here starting a skit company. Yeah, we fucking are. And uh, case in point, we just bettered this album and it skits. Boom. And it's running order. So call us up. You know, anyone making an album that wants some skits. We got them. Well, OMG, it's time to move on. Oh, clever. But that was by far the laziest one yet. (laughs) Uh, Track 10. Oh, my God. OMG, uh, Red Thunder Mix featuring Prozac, Eric. Did it make your heart prolapse? Uh, no, Good. that didn't happen. Do hearts do that? I don't think that's a thing. They probably could. Did it make your rectum prolapse? This song, no, but we'll okay. get into that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, the music is a bit different on this version, but I think the standout difference is the addition of Prozac. And honestly, Prozac comes in and kills this. This is the thing that I've heard Prozac do that I think I like the most on a track because he's got a theme. And although the theme is very much influenced by whatever was on the news and were the current topics of 2006, it's pretty cool. Now, the problem is, I don't know that it really fits with anything Jamie is saying, but I kind of wish when Prozac sent this verse, Jamie would have went, that's fucking cool. Let me go back and re-record my verses to align with what Prozac is doing, because it would have been awesome, I think. But uh, yeah, I think I like this one better than the other one. I think the addition of Prozac helps it, even if it doesn't feel thematically in line with what the song is doing. But Robbie, what did you think? Yeah, um, so so in, in the context of Prozac in his career, uh, this would have been right when he was working on his album Tales from the Sick, which is a lot of themes about like American politics and the Iraq war and stuff like that. So this is like right in line with there. He was definitely this was where his head was at, which I think is I do think it's cool. I think, uh, yeah, I, I wish Jamie went there maybe a little bit, maybe gave us a little like man's myth, Jamie, but or even, you know, like you said, talk around a topic because Prozac didn't talk around it. You can use your verses to talk around it and give context. Totally. Which is like what I think the classic Jamie and Paul dynamic is, is Jamie will kind of color a theme and Paul will give you right to the point. Here's what, here's my snapshot of it. And I think that that, that's kind of the angle Prozac took, Uh, you know, Jamie just used the old verse, which is fine. But I think the beat's a little too busy. It's a little bit messy, but overall, I, I you know, I, I just, I also like think historically the way that this all panned out. I think it's cool Prozac's on these fucking twisted records. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my take. It's not as much about the song as about the context, but I think it's neat. Aaron, talk to me about anything in the world that you would like to talk about. I would love to talk about OMG Red Thunder Mix featuring Prozac, if that's okay. Uh, So convenient. Yeah, that actually is perfect for right now. Okay, awesome. I was skeptical when I saw the featuring Prozac, but 
dude did a solid job i i really enjoyed that prozac verse i think that it uh it helped make this song stand out a little bit wasn't a the original version it just didn't stand out to me this beat is i I think a slightly more interesting one um and although this song ultimately this late in the album is still kind of a boring one for me that prozac feature is what sort of perks me up with it a little spice on it a little spice on it a little stank on it yeah agreed big agreed there all right let's move on to track 11 this one's called pledge allegiance That's it. No remix, no extra features. I'm fairly certain this is exactly the same as the original version. Uh, Am I wrong on that, Robbie? No, my my only note is same version, question mark. So I think this is just exactly the same song. Yeah, uh, I think it's the only thing on here that they just put the exact same track on on both albums. Which is weird because I guess they're just like, you know what? We crushed this the first time. No need. Yeah, I guess. to, To do anything else. Still fine. Doesn't do much for me. Does anybody have anything they want to talk about or shall we move on? It's boring. Let's move on. Happy to move on. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to track 12 then. Four Fist, Two Axe Handles, Buckets of Blood Remix featuring Monoxide. Aaron, why don't you kick us off on this one? Yeah. So uh, you know how I didn't want to talk about Prolapse back in uh, track 10? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, well, that barbecue from track nine kind of <laughs> caught up to me by track 12. No, I think that this version is uh, not better. If y'all remember, this was the song that I put on our playlist. I heavily enjoy this song, although I know, Eric, you I remember you did not like the original version. Um, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. But honestly, this is not the good version of it. Uh, it, it sounds like it's slower. The hook it, it, it is stripped away from all of its energy. Uh, there's this piano in the hook that sucks ass that I hate. The verses sound fine, but this just is not the, the better version for me. Eric, what are your thoughts? Okay, you liked the other version, but not this one. I didn't like the other version. I actually prefer this one. Interesting. Yeah, music is different. It's it's different than a lot of the beats on Fatso with this creepy atmospheric vibe, which kind of works for me on this. I actually like that the hook is more subdued because that hook made me crazy last time. And now it feels a little more textured with the song. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I prefer this version between the two. But Robbie, what do you think? I am going to be team Aaron on this one. Okay. And go... With the original version. But I do think this one is cool. I I like... Um, I said the strings in this version are cool. Uh, so yeah, I do think some of the creepier beat elements are an upgrade. But uh, generally, I think the, the, the first one is better. I, I like what they were doing there. Uh, it had sort of a throwback early days like uh, vibe to me. Like an old Esham or House of Crazies kind of situation. And I think, hey, that's going to win for me every time just about. So... Old version, welcome home. You're back on my uh, fan radar. I don't know. Whoa. I'm going to wrap it up here because I'm just saying words. Okay. Well, if Robbie's going to wrap it up, then uh, goodbye. Ooh, clever. Is Bye. the next track that we're going to be talking about. Oh. Um, track 13, goodbye. Eric, hello. Hello. Talk to me. <laughs> oh, sure. So uh, we start with Jamie talking about 
I was on the internet and I see people saying Jamie's solo album sucks and Twisted has lost it and blah, blah, blah. And what the fuck? And I was like, whoa, did he listen to our episode about Fatso? <laughs> what is going on here? When I saw that he had replaced Tearjerker, I was a little bit worried. And even on my first skim, I was like, eh. But when I listened to this song, I was like, fuck yes, Jamie. Fucking go for it, dude. Like, this is the better song to me, even over Tearjerker. I think it's the best track on both of these albums because Jamie has something to fucking say and you can hear that he is feeling it. There's some insecurity and he's turning it to confidence and strength and it feels more earned and warranted than a vague song about being a good rapper. Honestly, I think he should have put this on the original version and kept Tearjerker on it because these two songs would add some much needed honesty and reality to that album now the like john b Wee's playhouse mecca lecca high mecca heine don't be a hoe part is silly but it also kind of made me smirk in a clever and stupid way but i i really liked this i thought this is what these albums are missing is this type of shit but uh robbie did did you think that or am i out on a an island here Oh, no, Island. Um, I, I agree and disagree. I don't think it's better than Tearjerker. I think that's the one of these two. But I do think that this is a like cool song that should have been on both versions of the album. I don't see why or not. I did think it was pretty funny that he started it with that, like, uh, th- that reaction to a reaction, which, I mean, I know this came out a week later, but I got to imagine with pressing times and... Uh, you know, all that. There's there's no way he, he read those reviews. No, no way. He 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 just knew <laughs> he anticipated it. He said people are not gonna like this album I just made. Uh yeah. which well and he probably heard some shit about like when Chainsmoker came out and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Right. Um but overall, yeah, I think this is a cool song. I think that the, the Pee Wee thing is a little weird. Um, but it works. It's it's memorable. I'll give it that, which yeah. I cannot say about the hooks on a lot of the first version. Overall, I do not think this is a suitable replacement for Tearjerker, but I do think it's a good song. So I think, you know what? Let's put both those boys on the record. Who gives a dang rip? Aaron, do you by chance give a dang rip? I give a dang rip in the fact that, uh, yeah, my first note is insane that this is not on the widely released full version. This is like this right here is that substance that we were talking about last episode that it was missing it's right here we found it yeah i think that this song I, although i i probably agree with robbie that i prefer tearjerker over if it if i had to have a one or the other why can't it be both and it should be both it's crazy that this one is a song that you have to listen to on like fucking youtube or uh yeah. if you have the physical cd or some shit like that uh or if you have a file thank you robbie this song's pretty solid the Pee Wee Herman stuff, uh, I'm not going to lie. The first time it kind of took me out a little bit. Same. Uh, but then after that, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take this. And you're, I, Robbie's right. It's more memorable than most of the hooks on this thing. I let me Let me pose a, a question to both of you and, and see what you think. When we talked about Fatso, mm-hmm. We were all like, why is Take It For What It Is after Tearjerker? This doesn't make sense. It doesn't belong here. Right. 
What if instead of take it for what it is, they had put goodbye after tearjerker and Jamie is basically going, I'm out here pouring my heart out for you and you think my shit sucks. And he ends with goodbye. Would that have made sense? Would that have worked better? Would it have been a fitting album ender? Thousand percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I think so, too. Well, let's talk about the album ender on that album and this album. Mm. Track 14, take it for what it is. This is the alcohol and cholesterol mix. Robbie, what did you think? Uh, yeah, so not to end on on a sour note with the, the tracks, but my only note for this one was another mediocre remix. I, I honestly don't even remember the difference between the two. I, I listened to it again today and I thought, this is fine. I hear it. But again, not a strong closer. I think I probably prefer the original version, but I don't I'm not like Gaga for either of them. Yeah, it's fine. Aaron, tell me about take it for what it is. Alcohol and cholesterol remix. And what do you think? My first note is alcohol and cholesterol. This is clearly the cooler version. Uh, But I wrote that before I listened to the song. Yeah, this is just can get lost in a sea of mediocre nothingness. Uh, No big head, just focus. I couldn't even tell you the major differences between this one or the original. I think it's just another mediocre remix. Like Robbie was saying, I don't have a lot of notes for it because I don't like it, especially coming off of goodbye. You know what I mean? And and I think that that's what the original version of take it for what it is, you know, coming off of tearjerker. It doesn't give that song any favors. And, And this one coming right after goodbye doesn't give it any favors either. Eric, what are your thoughts? I think I have some similar thoughts to both of you, but maybe I've packaged my thoughts differently and interpreted differently. I will agree that they are doing this song no favors by putting it last on either version of the album. I think somewhere else in the album, this song would have had a chance to stand out and shine a little bit more. Flourish a little bit. But putting it after arguably the strongest songs or one of the strongest songs on both versions of the album... Uh, is kind of throw it's a throwaway in that way. I do think, though, that it's a more fitting end after Goodbye than it is after Tearjerker, because it's a very at least it feels like thematically it kind of works a little bit better here than there. I personally prefer the music on this one. I think it feels a little more like an album ender in this context and with this beat. But I, I still think it's it's not done any favors by putting it where it is. Fair. Yeah, absolutely fair. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think I said last time, solid track eight. Yeah, yeah, still think that. Yeah, uh, not a bad song, just not a closer. Well, it's time for us to get into our overall thoughts for Fatso, the Earth 2 version. We have listened to all 14 tracks. We have given you our thoughts. Let's package them up with a nice little bow on them. And let's take the to and from sticker tag off of the sheet of paper and let's put it on that wrapping and let's write to the listener from twisted with us shall we are we all signing the card or or just one to sign for all three of us sign it okay yeah we'll sign sign the card okay but most importantly this right here we're not at the card signing step yet robbie this is the the bow step oh we're each tying the bow together yes we're tying the bow together Okay. Eric, make your first loop of the bow, if you will. Sure. 
you know, if I had to decide between the two, which is the stronger or my preferred version, I would go with this one. I think I like this version better overall. But with that said, I feel the fact that there are two versions is the challenge. I think feeling like he wanted to make two versions really hurt the album overall because it's one it's one album, but stretched across two discs and 28 tracks. It seems to me like he wanted to make sure to hold some good stuff off for each version. They were made side by side. One wasn't really made after the other, just to make sure that you have a reason to buy and listen to both. But there's also some stuff that feels fillery there, and it makes the great moments feel like they're few and far between. So it left each album feeling a little more sparse and lackluster than they needed to. I think I could easily cherry pick the best tracks and best versions from both albums, rearrange the order and make what I think is a decent to pretty good, like 12 to 14 track album. Uh, I think this was a fun idea doing the two different versions, but in my opinion, there is not enough content here to put out a 28 track double album. And I think maybe he could have pulled the best stuff together to make the best retail release he could have. Then drop a companion EP of four or six songs for the tour that that are just extra things. Uh, I, I even don't know if there's four or six songs beyond one solid album here to put on an EP. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm glad we listened to both versions, though, and I'm glad we did it on separate episodes. Or maybe it would have been better to try and do it in one 12-hour episode. But I think this really helped me to see and understand what Jamie was trying to accomplish and why I felt like Fatso was so lacking, because it was really sort of cannibalized, forced to share with the Earth 2 version. Uh, I'm going to give him credit for ambition, but I'm going to deduct some points for execution across the two albums. Uh, but those are my thoughts. I'll agree with you, Eric. I think if you are going to sit down and have the intent to you know, simultaneously write two versions of an album with differences on either one, there better not be a single weak moment on either album. Yeah. Because if there is, then why not cut that out and replace, you know, you can't write two decent albums simultaneously and put them both out. Because at that point, why not just fucking combine the best parts of both and put out one really good album? Yeah, the goal was to have two, though. He wanted two. I understand he wanted two. But listen. At least put all the good shit on the wide release version. Yeah. Um, like, I, I genuinely think, you know, taking away some of the intro bullshit stuff, uh, you know, taking away the weird skits that they had in the original version. I think that there is a version of Fatso where you can sort of combine these two you know the best aspects of these two because you know this version breathes a lot better flows a lot better it has better skits on it that actually make more sense uh goodbye makes a lot of sense on this album i even think that this version of hey fatty uh makes way more sense for for fatso as a concept than the original version there's a way to combine these and make the best version of Fatso. And I just wish that that were what ha had happened rather than getting one version that I'm never going to listen to again because I don't like it. And then another version I'm never going to listen to again because I stream all my music yeah. and it's not on streaming services. Yep. So 
those are my thoughts robbie yeah i'm, I'm pretty much in agreement um i think of the two i think this is the stronger version i think i'm an earth two guy uh, but but to agree with everything that was said previously, I think the intention or the, the you know the goal of making two versions fucked up both in that like somewhere in here, if you take away the the idea, which is a cool idea, I'm not I'm not going to take that away from old Mr. Madrox. I think it's neat to try to make two two kind of versions of the same album that run alongside each other. I think doing it at the same time, like you said, it cannibalizes both of them. And and there's not a great version in there at all. I mean, there there if you if you made a playlist, you could make a great version. But I don't think either of these CDs that were available in 2006 are excellent by any stretch. I think this one's yeah. stronger. But I think like I, there was a couple things where we said like, hey, maybe a third pass. I think if they would have just focused their energy on making the best version of these songs instead of multiple versions of these songs. This could have been a really good record. Like, I think some of the, the second, the Earth 2 uh, verses that are new Jamie verses are most of the time better than the verses on the first one. And I don't know if he was just writing too much because he was writing, you know, six verses for the same songs or whatever and just kind of got lost in the sauce. But but yeah, I think I think that is really what makes the whole project fall apart is is that it's just trying to do too much with too little and ending up mediocre at best. But that being said, I think, I think it's kind of neat in a weird way that the version that I think is better was the version that only like diehard fans were going to get. There's something cool about that. If, if, if business unsavvy, <laughs> if, if dumb uh, in professional ways, because you would probably want to put your best foot forward to the widest audience available. But I do think there's something cool about like the fan club gets gets the cooler stuff. So I don't know. I'm torn on that. But overall, Earth 2, thumbs up. Fatso is an entire project. Thumbs medium. Let's yeah, let's let's in the the modern day. Let's make a nice playlist of the best stuff and call it a goddamn day. Hell yeah. Let's let's put it this. I love fast food and alcohol Mm -hmm. and smoking. Okay, Fatso should have resonated with me so deeply and it didn't even scratch the surface yeah Yeah. i get that well we can't put them on the playlist but uh let's talk personal favorite tracks did they differ for me personally mine did because uh i did not like this version of four fists two axe handles but i'm interested to hear uh hear y'all's thoughts uh mine mine are different because i didn't love this version of Hey fatty as much as the other. My my pick here is Goodbye. I think it's a great track uh across both albums. It's it's one of my easy favorites. Uh but I would also nominate the version of this bitch that's on this album because I think it's a fun track whereas I didn't think the other one was. But those are my picks. Robbie. Yeah, so so I mean, I would I would I got to say the same tracks honestly. What what I will say as far as playlists go is that that version of this bitch is available via the featuring freshness album. Yeah. Oh, true. So we, we can, can slap the boy on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like those two. I might also give an honorable mention to uh, the big guns BKI remix. I thought that was fun. Aaron, what was your favorite track on this version? So honestly, y'all uh, goodbye is a clear, you know, outstanding one. 
Um, as, and this bitch, I, I actually, I will agree with y'all. It wasn't something I was originally thinking about, but that's kind of an obvious choice as well. Um, I was going to say, I, I did like this version of Hey Fatty a lot, a okay. lot more than uh, the, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say a lot. I, I should say I liked it a lot more than the original version. I didn't like hmm. it a lot. It was fine. Okay. But uh, that's probably what I, you know, if I had to pick something that y'all didn't previously say, it would be that. But if I had my run of the mill, uh, or if I had my run of the lot or whatever, it would be goodbye. And if you were the guy in charge of the mill, say in like a Twin Peaks scenario, that could be your run of the mill, just not the way that that phrase is usually said. Yeah, that's yes. true. It's just, dif- just different. Yeah. yeah, Different. Let's score this bitch. Okay. I think we can do that. Music and beats. I gave that one a two. I can't quite remember what I gave the original version, but I didn't have any strong feelings. I, I think it was close to a two as well. Cause I, I didn't have str- any strong feelings about this, you know, the music being better or worse uh, on this one. Eric. I went with a 2.5. I think there's more music I like on this version than the other one, uh, but it's still not music that I personally am like stoked on. So 2.5. Okay. Robbie? Uh, Same. Yeah. 2.5. I think some of the stuff Fritz did um, was cool. I like some of the murky, swampy stuff that is kind of his signature. But overall, um, as an album, it's still like a fine bit of fine bit of music but like in like a fine way like it's fine yeah swampy murky what are you talking about my sackmosphere <laughs> yeah oh, i wow. i was <laughs> <laughs> lyrics and flows uh this one i i i kind of i i went ahead and gave this one this is probably gonna be uh a surprise but i gave this one a three okay i think that there were some reworked lyrics and flows uh and additions even of uh different artists that really made this one the songs that i had liked were fine you know that transferred over from the old version or from the original version but the songs that i thought were boring and uninspired on the original version that they then added a nice little feature to or they took away a spoken intro to uh it, it amped those up for me Prozac, Violent J, amped it up a little bit for me. So uh, I went with a three. Eric. Uh, yeah, I, more or less the the same thoughts because of the new featured artists, the new verses and the elimination of some of the detracting skits and track intros and stuff. I think that this deserves a higher score than the other version. So I also went with a three. Hell yeah, Robbie. Well, you guys aren't going to believe this. So hold on to your hats. And if you're not wearing hats... Find a hat. Put one hold on. Hold it. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give, I'll give you a second. Okay. I have a hat and I'm holding on to it. Perfect. I'm going to give this a three. Uh, I think Whoa. it uh, was it's superior. It's still not perfect. There's still room for growth, but I think I think every rewritten verse was better than the verse it replaced on the original. And I think taking out some of that dumb vulgarity. You know, even though some of that is spoken, it's not necessarily like lyrics and flows, but it is vocals. So I think getting rid of some of that stuff helped. And yeah, I think I think overall, this is a step up. Okay, re-listenability. I went with a straight up middle of the road, two and a half. 
Um, I think that this one is definitely easier on the ears to re-listen than the wide release version, Earth One version. But quite frankly, I still don't see myself jumping at the chance to go back and listen to anything on here. Eric. Yeah. So listen, no, I mean, we we have been far more positive uh, during this review than the standard Fatso review. And I think that's mostly because of the comparison. I think the bar was very low. And I think we were all pleased that there are things here that we perceive to be improvements uh, over the other. But it's also confusing that this happened. Uh, and regardless of if this version is better or improves upon the other, it's just still not something I personally fuck with. So I'm not going back to listen. I'll give it a two, though. Cool, cool. Robbie? Yeah, I'm going to go with a 2.5. I listened to it this morning and had a lovely time. You know, I was I was much, uh, I think the first version or the retail version really felt like a slog to get through for me. Like I would push play on it and I would know like, all right, right. buckle up, buttercup, because we're going to spend an hour just bored. And uh, and this version, you know, I, I I enjoy listening to it. So it's still like, yeah, like we both have all said, like everyone here has said, both all many of us, not my go to album. If I feel like if I'm in the mood to listen to some some twisted content, this is at the bottom of the stack of things I'm going to choose, probably. Uh, but it's it's but not bad. Just not my preferred, you know, thing. So two point five right down the middle. Uh, Overall vibe. This one, I went with a three because I decided to put skits into overall vibe. And uh, this one doesn't have a lot of uh, orgasm noises. (laughs) Very few. Uh, Doesn't have a fight at a fast food restaurant. And for that, I I committed. No, but for real, though, like the skits and stuff. and, and, And honestly, even I would say taking out you know the intros and stuff that they decided to take out adds to the overall vibe as well it adds to the flow it adds to the feeling i mean we're talking about how this bitch is apparently you know essentially the same song with uh with violent j added in there but it feels lighter it feels more fun it doesn't feel weird and it doesn't have this arch to it so i went with three eric I also think that in general, this album feels a little more fun than than the other version does. I do think, though, you know, if you instead of looking at every individual track, if you look at the whole thing, the remixes and stuff make it feel a little clunky. So I, I again, I don't think the vibe of either of these albums individually is great. You could make a an album with a really good vibe, but I went down the middle. Two point five. Cool, cool. Robbie, um, I'm gonna go. Who this is? I'm torn. I'm torn, but I think I'm gonna have to go with also a two point five. Um, I was torn, maybe a three, but I can't quite give it that. I do think though that this is a lot more fun, a lot more enjoyable. The vibe. So I think to Aaron, to your point, I think you hit it right on the head. The way they put some of those skits and 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 the, the there was a there was a really negative tone to it to me uh to the the retail version it felt very hostile and and just like un unenjoyable in that way it was it, uh, and this got rid of most of that stuff 
So um, outside of maybe like Sour Patch Bitches, I, I think this is like a, overall a much more fun, positive experience. So so yeah, so overall vibe is is much better than the last, but it's still, you know, sloggy at times. So 2.5. Well, what's that bring us out to? Well, that brings us out to 2.583, which I think, uh, you know, commonly you round up from the half. But I think our general policy is if it's under 2.75, it's 2.5. If it's over 2.75, it's three. So I think this is a 2.5 remixes, new verses, new features, same album out of five i know more now than i did then but that's the beauty of life that's hindsight you know what i mean that's why they say it's always 2020 because when you're living in the now but if you don't make those mistakes and don't make failure and everything doesn't come up roses for you every single time you won't really know real tragedy you won't know what it's like to to have passion perfect 2.5 remixes i already forgot (laughs) perfect no 2.5 2.5 remixes, new verses, new features, mm-hmm. same album. Yeah, oh. there you go. Nailed, nailed it. Nailed it. And Y'all, nailed it. that was our episode. Can I Can I be honest? I'm, I'm a little relieved to be finished up with Fatso. Yes. Yeah, I felt like it was a little bit of a cloud being held over our heads. Yeah. And now the, the birds are tweeting. Tweet, tweet. The... Sun is out and it's got sunglasses on, so you know it's it's a chill guy. You know he's about to dump some raisins on you. And I'm going to eat them. Nature's candy, baby. Nature's candy, <laughs> baby. Uh, next week in uh, our podcast's candy, uh, we will be talking about Cryptic Collection Halloween Edition. Yeah, Robbie, there are two versions of Cryptic Collection Halloween, right? Isn't there one that came out in 2006 and has nine tracks, but then... Another one that MNE put out? Yeah, so the way that works is there is a Fright Fest release, which is called Cryptic Collection Halloween Edition for some reason. But it's basically the Fright Fest 2006 CD. It's an EP. It's a cool little little guy. And then later, I think when they went independent from Psychopathic, they put out like a long compilation version with all of their Halloween material that was for right. streaming, which is no longer on streaming. So, so we're doing the EP, yeah, we're doing the two thousand six version. Cool. Hell yeah. Uh, well, until we get to that version, in the roughly seven ish days. Mm. That it takes yeah. for us to be piped into the listeners' ear holes once more. Where can people find us? Well, people can find us on our website. Well, you can't find us there. You can find links to where you can find us there. It's icpwwe.com. There you'll find links to join our Discord. Follow us on Instagram and X. You can email us. You can join our Patreon. All the links are there on icpwwe.com. Fuck our merch site. Okay. Yeah, our merch site is sucking a big old dangle of wieners right now. So, guys, Eric mentioned the Patreon, and uh, it's an amazing place where you can get some amazing bonus content, including a sincere and heartfelt quickly reading your name off of a list from myself. So I shall do that now. Thank you so much 
Rob Viron, Corey Blade, currently under investigation for food tampering and murder and public urination. Wow. Uh, wow. Scotty, Robbie, Austin, Baba Man, Andrew Schmeeve, Howard the Duck. Fun stuff. Uh, Jiggles, Christian, Robert, and Sparknuts. Thank you all so much for your continued. Thank you. Boulder holding support via the older over the shoulder method, which has been tried and true for generations. I'm I'm glad Howard is still there. I didn't get a single picture of duck boobs since the last episode. Yeah, that's true. Same. Yeah, uh, yeah nothing. Nothing. My inbox is dry. Correction. We have gotten pics of duck boobs, and we sincerely wish we hadn't. Our collective dreams are now haunted by the image of duck boobs. I do really like that we're we're getting some color and some content. Uh, we're, 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 this 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 the story of George from work and and all that is yeah. really unfolding, and I'm I'm into that. Currently under investigation for food tampering, murder, and public urination. I hope that you get. At, I hope you beat the charges. I mean. If you pissed in somebody's lunchbox for that long and then they showed up dead and then you were caught pissing on their grave, mm-hmm. you might be a redneck. You, you <laughs> might be. a. Re- I'd like to see you try that. Yeah, a small time. I, 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 I'll do it today. I got a car. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm going to say you might be a suspect in that in that person's untimely uh, retirement, shall we say? Oh, at best. I mean, now I hope you beat the charges, but I will say if the lawyers get a hold of our recordings, it, it might be pretty damning for you. I mean, I don't. I hope you beat the charges if you didn't do it. But if you did it, do the crime. Do, the do you time. think? No, if you did it, I hope you get away with it. Could the end of these episodes be subpoenaed by chance? Probably. Oh boy. Okay, that's going to be a nightmare for me. <laughs> uh, listen. Aaron's got 10,000 lawyers. There's no way they're going to get to us. I actually just uh, hired uh, in a new fresh batch of lawyers because I had to dome check like half of them. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The other day. Okay. Well, I'm glad, you know, let's put, we got to give an update on that earlier in the episode at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Aaron's lawyer corner. Uh, Guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to us do this. Uh, There will be another episode next time where you can listen to us do this again. (laughs) Goodbye. Perfect. Bye. Yeah, no, they've been fucking us. Yeah. And it it sounds like they've been fucking a lot of people. Yes, they have. Do we know if we've got uh, listeners that have been fucked? We, I don't know. Listeners, have you been fucked? I'm not sure I understand. (laughs) 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 Uh, If you fucked, tweet at us. Uh, Hashtag... I fuck (laughs) with we. This show is a member of the Underground Podcast Community. UPC. UPC.